listening to the Fish on Ted podcast with your host, Ted Johnson. Well, hello, this is Ted Johnson with the Fish on Ted podcast. I want to thank everybody for listening. It's now the year 2020, and we're recording this uh, interview at the beginning of January. We've been talking to a lot of people lately. Gosh, there's just, just terrible weather everywhere right now, going through Texas and snow in the uh, northern states and that sort of thing, and, and a lot of ice fishing going on. But um, we have, uh, without further ado, uh, someone from way across the pond uh, that we're speaking with today down in Australia. And Richard, are you there? Yeah, how you going, Ted? I'm doing well. How about yourself? Yeah, not too bad at all. Terrific. Well, Richard um, has a product. Actually, it's a, a mobile application called iFishComps that uh, uh, Richard and I have uh, worked together on uh, for a number of years. And uh, we're excited to tell you more about it and what it does and that sort of thing. But, you know, before we get started into that, Richard, I'm sure a lot of people are going to say, what in the world's going on with those fires down there? Are you, you all right? Yeah, we're about a couple of hours away from them. They're down on the uh, southeast coast around uh-huh. Bateman's Bay and Eden sort of area and stuff. I guess that's, well, the closest ones would probably be up around Taubingo, Chermit sort of area. They, they were the the closest. Yeah. They're, they're about an hour and a half away from us. Oh, uh, wow. We're certainly getting the smoke from them, though. But it's hit and miss. We get a uh, easterly breeze and we're choking for the day. If we get a westerly, well, it uh, if we've got a breather for the day. Oh, really? Definitely. Yeah, definitely still getting the smoke, though. It's, uh, yeah, the poor buggers are getting their drilling. Well, I still haven't got a lot of people are down there still without power. So. Holy moly. Holy moly. And if, if you remember where the, the geographics are, I, the U.S. is in the northern hemisphere. You're in the southern hemisphere. So it's summertime down where you're at, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think there's that much smoke. Giz will probably get some of it. <laughs> <laughs> it. It sounds like quite a fire, man. Well, I'm glad you're safe and and uh, our hopes and prayers go out to everybody in Australia that uh, that thing gets extinguished quick. I think the best way to do it is have a, a great big uh, rainstorm go over the top of it, huh? Yeah, yeah, they're pretty tough. And, um, you know, the United States sent over 400 of your uh, good firefighting people and a heap of equipment, which arrived here, I think, last week. You don't quote me on that, but they're, they're here nonetheless. And we're getting some assistance from you you guys and that over there that's great oh that's awesome that's awesome well well richard uh, tell us about fishing in australia you've uh, uh you, you've been you, how, how long have you been fishing as an individual oh, i grew up fishing i mean it was just one of my favorite things you know we had a little pond up the end of our street and huh? we'd go fishing after school for carp and things we used to sell them to the farmers they'd put them in their water tanks that little tiny carp, you know, probably only two, three inches long. And well, oh, yeah. if you got one that was four inches long, you know, that was a monster. <laughs> oh. But yeah, we, we'd go out the, we do have the other dams and lakes, you know, Lake Burrenjuk and Wyangler and of course all up in the snowies for trout and everything. Yeah. Which 
you know, you, it's a beautiful area up there. In, in the winter, it's cold as hell, but, you know, just the different styles of fishing you can do all year round in every different season. And the, you know, well, they've got the Murray craze in winter, mm-hmm. which is a prehistoric looking thing and that they blow your mind the first time you'll catch one of them. And yeah, usually we'll take along welding gloves because they've got tons of spikes all over them. Really? Really? Well, yeah, I've seen pictures of you catching, isn't it a Murray cod? Isn't that the, the way uh, th- that it's listed? I mean, it, like you were saying, I mean, it, it's a nasty looking great critter. Yeah, they like, you know, they've been, they'll eat anything most of the time. Like, you know, there's a few years ago, there was reports uh, down at Yarrawonga, there was one had a um, basketball stuck in its mouth and it was floating upright and the guys seen the basketball and then as it got closer, they noticed that something's hanging onto the basketball and this fish had tried to eat it. So that um, they'll eat anything. Like, I guess, you know, like a lot of them have gone for things like golf balls and that because they think, you know, the bird eggs dropping out of the tree, they're similar. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. But How, how big do they get, Richard? Well, in the... in Oh, I guess many moons ago, like they say, they grow up to three meters long. But wow. the average size that you'll sort of catch, see caught a lot, is around the uh, up to about a meter thirty, meter forty, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, down, yeah, you know, they're the bigger ones, and probably around eighty centimeter. That, that are most common in the bigger ones, but. You know, we've been doing a lot of restocking. They've been working hard on that. And I think it's getting to that point now where they're restocking. They're just feeding the bigger ones. But um, our bag limits are, and it's set up a little bit odd, from 55 centimetres to 75 centimetres, you, oh. you can retain the fish and keep it. But uh-huh. anything below or above that, you've got to put the fish back and they consider them the, the breeders, I guess. And Got it. Yeah, we, we, we've got a number of fish uh, in the Northwest where I'm from, like sturgeon that have slot limits. And you, have, you can only keep them, you know, certain lengths and that sort of thing. So uh, it sounds about, uh, about like the same concept. Now, uh, I mean, just I'm just curious, what, what does, a, does a fish in that slot limit weigh? Is that, uh, is that a 10? Uh, uh, um, a kilo fish, or is it bigger than that? Yeah, well, you know, up around the seventy-five, and that I guess you you're probably around the eight kilos sort of thing, the, um, eight to ten kilos, maybe oh, possibly a bit heavier. I mean, you, it's funny, like you'll get one, they they'll be real, you know, like he's got a beer gut. And then the other one looks like he's been running marathons. It's, it's, that, that's the easiest way to describe it. And the, the weight does vary a bit. I guess the the fish in the dams seem to be, they seem to be the um, the plumper ones. Mm-hmm. The, the ones in the river, I guess they're um, darting about a little bit more. But they're, yeah. they're territorial. They stay in the same spot just about, but... When they strike, like if that's you've got to have a, a bit tougher gear and not have your drag right up because they when they hit, they hit like a Mack truck, like they're unreal. And really? 
Yeah, and I mean, when you get a big carp, they'll hit like that too, but the carp will fight you all the way to the boat. And mm -hmm. as far as the fighting fish goes, like the poor old cod, like he gets pretty lazy. <laughs> and he just, once you get him to the surface, he'll just float along to the top of the boat. But there's a lot of times that it's like they're foxing. They'll get to the, the boat and then just give a massive big head shake when just when you think you've got him and see you later, he's gone. No kidding. Really? Yeah, it's pretty heartbreaking stuff. You know, it's happened a few times. And then, of course, you can't say to someone, well, you know, I would have had my meter cod today, but, he's, you know, he's come to the boat and he's given a big head shake and gone. It's just not worth mentioning. You'd, you'd cop too much flack over it. Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. Holy smokes. Now, do these, uh, do the, do the Murray, does the Murray cod take uh, topwater bait or is it? Uh, yeah, they've been smashing the top water boats like um you know anything that is just coming across the the top maybe looking like a a bird that's falling in the water flapping its wings sort of thing that's how they're designing them a lot mm -hmm. of them and um i'm yet to get out and like it's sort of taken right off that hatch but i'm, I'm yet to get out and give it a crack to get one like i've been busy doing a lot of other things lately and you know i always always used to trawl or flick lures yeah. To get mine, but yeah, fishing wow. uh, is getting harder to get to sometimes lately. So, yeah, so true. So true. Life sort of gets in the way, but uh, so, yeah. so they're, they're good eating then also, huh? Yeah. Yeah. You get the right person cooking them. They're awesome. But, mm -hmm. um, whether it's a fillet or whatever, you know, being, being a dam, no fresh water. Yeah. Uh, fish. I mean, you either got to hang it, you know, and get his slimy coat off, and uh -huh. let him hang for a while. Um, either yeah. that, or you fill it, fill it the fish, and you don't taste anything other than the than the fish. You know, that's where like the yellow belly golden perch. Oh, uh -huh. I I like the golden perch. You know, to eat just as much as any of them, but mm -hmm. a fillet rather than cook the fish whole. So. Yeah, yeah. Now, now, is the Murray cod, is that just a, a, a freshwater fish? Yeah. Yep. It is. Okay. Yeah, and, holy solely freshwater. Yeah. So you've got, you've got, um, you've got perch, you've got trout in the, in the higher elevations. Uh, what other types of fish do you have there in Australia? Uh, a lot of um, bass and that as well. But there's, they're, they're crackers, like their power to rate ratio is unreal. Like they crank. Um, the little freshwater bass on this dam, uh, Glenbourne, it's called. We usually go there once a year, yeah, for that. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. We've got the, the golden perch, the silver perch, um, then you've got the well, catfish, redfin. Redfin are sort of like known as a pest, but they're, they're nice, really sweet tasting fish uh -huh. to eat. They're another. They're another perch. Uh, then, of course, your trout. And up in some of the higher country, they got some. Um, they got salmon up there around Ginderborn and that I think. Oh, they do. Really? Not that I... Yeah. I'll be darned. And then, of course, I mean, Australia is surrounded by water, so you've got all sorts of saltwater fishing, just depending on where you're going, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, down down the east coast, probably the closest to us. Uh -huh. It's 
it'll be around a four-hour trip for us to get down to the east coast, you know, where Bateman's Bay is and that, of course. So. Right. Right. And then just the, the traditional billfish and and uh, whatever else is looming in those waters, huh? Yeah, it's good down there. Like, you know, the, the I think they call them a, is it a gurgeon? And they've got, like, real bright, like, little wings on them and everything. You know, the first time you get one of those, you know, the kids when they're in the boat, they really light up because they're just really bright colours. And Oh, really? It's, yeah, it looks like something off the Simpsons that's, you know, come out of the reactive water <laughs> around the... Right, I'll be darned. power plant, you know. <laughs> then the, the squid and everything else, a couple of flatties. And, yeah, you yeah. Can, that, that's what's good about the salt water. You, you're in the one spot, but you've got so many different species to... Mm -hmm. to tap into so yeah yeah exactly exactly well um sort of going on uh, you um you developed an app for co for fishing competitions um in australia called ifishcomps and can you can you tell us a little about um the comp you know the the comps that go on in australia because it's a little bit different than like the tournaments that uh, we're used to in the United States and that sort of thing. It's it's more of a family affair, isn't it? Well, a lot of them are a family affair because, I mean, there's so many small towns, but we're near different bodies of water. Uh-huh. And, you know, there might be small towns like uh, one Darlington Point. Like, it's a really small town. It's got a river running through it. And it's, uh, you know, it has a fishing comp once a year and it, the population will go from 150 up to you know 2000 just for this weekend or what and it's like their show sort of thing everyone's loving their fishing and they use that competition particularly uh to raise money for motor neurom disease and okay. you know it just helps and assist the research for that i mean we the the last one i went to was a few years ago then i, I had been to that competition and, you know, they discovered that there was a link between blue-green algae and motor neurom disease. And I thought, you know, that was, that was pretty interesting to find out. But, mm -hmm. you know, there's professional comps on the, on the app as well where, um, yeah, and other online comps, which, you know, we're, we're looking to do more of in the future. Right. And, but, you know, to have a list of competitions, I mean, you can go anywhere in Australia, basically make a holiday of it and go fishing, throw your hand, throw your hand in your pocket for a couple of bucks and your name's in the hat for, you know, 40 to 50 grand's worth of prizes, boat packages, all sorts of things. And, you know, there's one, I think it was up around 250000 for the Flathead Classic up the Gold Coast. Wow. And then wow. Again, the Mole Whaler Cod Classic, which is one of the most famous ones, I guess. You know, mm -hmm. up to 3,000 people there and, you know, $180,000, $200,000 worth of prizes. Good and, Lord. And most, the good thing is most of the prizes are drawn out from your entry and stuff. They, Although they do have, you know, prizes for the biggest cod, biggest yellow belly and whatever other species that they tend to choose. But, you know... You can see a ten-year-old kid walk away with a forty-thousand-dollar camper. Or, wow! Uh, really? Yeah, you know, we've seen some guys. They started there in a ten-foot flat-bottom punt with a five-horsepower Johnson on it, 
and the young fella won a 440 Quintrex with side console, you know, probably yeah. worth 30 grand. And no kidding. This is all over the place. I mean, there was no list of the comps and everything developed before. Um, so we knew it was sort of pretty well an original idea. Mm -hmm. And just to have that, you know, you can save the date. Anyone else um, looking to organise a competition, you've got a platform now, they can go and organise one and go and check and see, oh, well, is there any, how many are on on that same date in our area? Right, and, right. And then, you know, organise an event that's not going to conflict with others. But, yeah, we want to do all the safety aspects and things as well. We want the, um, the benefits of the social platform on there, which we're working on at the moment, trying to improve. And mm -hmm. there's many things we want to add to it. And there's other things we have added to it as far as safety go and watch events and things. Right. Yeah, you know, and, and I was going to point out is I, I was just shocked to learn how many different comps, uh, competitions there are in Australia. I mean, you've got hundreds of competitions, uh, you know, throughout the entire country. And, and gosh, if, if somebody wanted to take a vacation, they could land in Sydney and hit a different comp every weekend for six months in a row, couldn't they? I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, well, you could you could trip around Australia. You could get on there and just go, well, right, this week we're going to Victoria. We'll find a comp there somewhere, and that's where we'll go. And mm -hmm. maybe we'll go to New South Wales and find one next time. Well, as far as you want to travel, I mean, you could. it'd be actually pretty fun to just pinpoint a route from different fishing comps that are on. Mm -hmm. and, like, I'd love to do it one day. Absolutely. Mark out 12 fishing comps and go, right, oh, that's what I'm doing for the next year. I'm going to go to 12 fishing comps, one every month. Mm -hmm. Hell, mm -hmm. you could probably do 24 for the year if you like, but. Oh, yeah. 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 You might... well, well, so now iFish Comps, that's, it's an app that's available in the Google Play Store and on in, in the Apple Store, uh, iTunes. And is that, do people pay to, to download iFish Comps? No, it's all free. Everything's free on there other than the advertising, of course, but. Mm -hmm. You've got to try and get something to keep running the thing, but and you know, if they want the event organisers, if they want to promote their comp a little more and feature their event, but it's yeah, no, totally free. That anyone can download it and get cracking. Yeah, well, and and so it, with my experience with the app, if as a user you go in and and you download it, and of course you have to register for it and that sort of thing. And, and then you can pin your location and it can show you then all the competitions that are within, you know, 50 kilometers of you or a hundred kilometers. Is that right? Yeah. You just got to make sure you allow the GPS and then <laughs> it'll can go closest comps or it can go by month. You can search the comps by like, you know, a keyword or uh, whatever you like. Right. Right. And then um, the one I was playing with, you can go in and you can make a comp a favorite or something that you can follow. And then uh, participants of the comp can, can log into it and they can upload photos and videos of, of what they caught and that sort of thing. So it's this, this accumulation of information that's coming in about that comp, not only before it starts, but 
as it's going on. Yeah, well, well, that's the the ultimate goal, like to have it more like a live event. You know, if people can post their pictures on there, and eventually, when the phone networks improve in the country, that uh, you can use the app to run the event. But you know, it's going to be a while before that happens. We've mm-hmm. had a little thing over here called the NBN, and um, probably don't want to talk too much about that. But when it improves. <laughs> It'll um, it'll open up a lot of things for the app to run. You know, our fishing club's got 340 members or something. Mm-hmm. And you know, even a club that size can use the app and anyone can get an update. Plus, if you're what they're watching the event, the organiser can notify people if there's bad weather coming or someone's gone missing. Mm-hmm. And like or of a new sponsor all year round, as long as someone's watched the event. Right. And then in the fish flick section, they can post away, post their pictures and things like that. And once we get personal messaging on there, you know, we, we can take that a little bit further, the fish flicks within iFish comps itself. But, you know, we, we've got from, I think last, you know, it was a while ago, probably six months ago or something, we had around 5 million registered fishermen in Australia. Uh-huh. And, you know, I know on the terms in comparison to the United States, it's probably not many, but when you consider our populations still within the 20 to 30 million range. Right. um, And then we've probably got another 2 million people that go fishing that don't have a fishing license. Mm -hmm. Um, It's, you know, it's a fair whack of the population. You you can say probably 25, 30% of the population here fish. Right. So it's a it's a big thing. Like people love it. It's great socially, great for the kids. I mean, that's for these fishing comps. They they go out of the road to make it all out, out of their road to make it all about the kids, but not totally all about the kids. But they put movies on for them. They've got good casting competitions. There's just tons of things that just light the kids up, and you know they're socialising with other kids they haven't met before. Right, and it just helps right. them they can go to a different town, they don't know anyone and suddenly they've been to the Leeton Digi Classic and they've, you know, made 10 or 15 new friends. It mm-hmm. might only be for that weekend, but it gives them social skills that you you can never put into them any other way than allowing your kids to socialise. Right, right. And well, you know, them- and, and that just sounded really cool to me because unlike maybe, uh, you know, some types of fishing that people do, you know, dad's going away for four days to go, go fishing and then he'll let you know how he did when he got back. I mean, it's, yeah. you know, one kids, let's all pile in the car and uh, hook up the caravan and off we go. And we spend four days at the lake together and everybody's fishing together. And you've got this kind of festival atmosphere with um, all of these vendors and, manuf- you know, tackle manufacturers. And I would imagine yeah. you Got beer All sorts of stalls everywhere, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. And you've got the option to camp or you can stay. Usually there's a caravan park close by. Mm-hmm. Or you could even get a motel in the town and come back out. But, you know, there's a few of them I go and uh, one of my daughters comes. We go to that one. It's like our daddy-daughter weekend sort of. Uh-huh. And we camp at that one all the time. And there's other ones where we'll go and we're staying in a caravan or we'll... Yeah, you know, or just go out with the fellas. Mm-hmm. You can 
choose how you play the weekend. But, you know, there's always something in it for kids. The kids, they make sure there's, you know, stickers and lures and um, hats and whatever else. But there's socially, there's just there's something in it for everyone. Oh, that's cool. So are, are most competitions, are they, uh, uh, are they catch and keep or are they catch and release? How does that work? Yeah, really big on the catch and release because uh, we want to have, have these events, but we don't want to destroy and, you know, totally take everything away from the, the waterways either. But it's, it's also good on that aspect. It shows people how to handle the fish and everything. They'll pick up the skills they need from, you know, the fisheries. There's always someone there from the fisheries close by. Uh-huh. And these guys love their jobs. They're really good at their jobs and they're, great people people yeah they're easy to talk to and (laughs) fish handling and things like that you know you've got your brag mat you're getting the your fish out and you want to measure how long the fish is well you know things like wetting your mat down and you know different ways to handle the fish that ensure that it's going to swim back in there and you know weeks time it might get caught again Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but yeah there'd be a few people if they want to if they don't want to register a fish well they may go well you know i haven't had it caught a yellow belly for ages and he's not going to win me the comp well yeah i might keep this one and knock a few fillets off him and have a feed but sure that's yeah totally up to them if they they don't want to register the fish but you know we've got pretty decent bag limits you can have they can yellow bellies five fish mm-hmm. yeah and so if you can't get a good feed out of that well yeah yeah you're so true. So, and and the, the 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 comps then aren't really necessarily based around one type of fish. It sort of depends on the water that you're fishing, right? I mean, it can be you know whatever fish. It sounds like uh, that you've got prizes for all and 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 awards for all sorts of different types of fish depending on the water you're fishing, huh? Yeah. Well, in the freshwater, there's not you know there's not that many. <laughs> we don't have that much bigger variety. Yeah. Um, down down this uh the southern end of the the state we're sort of southwest <clears throat> it's you know mainly your murray cod redfin golden perch silver perch um very rarely catfish catfish in the river are pretty cunning they're pretty hard to catch yeah. um yeah and then i think their numbers are a little bit lower um but yeah no one really targets them in in the rivers Mm-hmm. But, and then you've got the famous old European carp. Well, there's uh, the incentive to catch them and not chuck them back in. That, that's well, to try and dwindle their numbers because they're an absolute pest. Right. Um, even though I guess the Europeans love to eat them, but we certainly don't. It's, they go into dog food or something like fertiliser. That's what they're mainly caught for in the and taken away for in the comps. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be darned. I mean, gosh, there's this whole industry that that's really based around, around these competitions and, and around fishing as is, you know, in, in North America and, and that sort of thing also. But, you know, one of the things that struck me was the number of, of, uh, of, of tackle manufacturers, these, these small little ones where the guys are producing, you know, topwater lures, and they're charging, what, 40 or $50 for them? I mean, they're intricate, and I mean, they're just incredible, you know, pieces of hardware that you're throwing at these cod. It's incredible. 
Yeah, some guys like the the some the, some of the ones they do are like a work of art, and they they've made a lot of it like that. And you know, these guys might may, may only punch out a few lures or whatever. That's why they might charge a little bit more for them. But mm-hmm. you know, we've got a lot of spinning bait guys and and things. So that you've got your double spinner baits and the most popular thing, I suppose, like bouncing off the structure when you're trawling and, and flicking a lure, you can't really beat a spinnerbait if you want to, don't want to lose so many lures. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, the old hard bodies and stuff, are, they're pretty good on on the trawl as well. Like there's uh, the stump jumps and JD Yetis. There's a lot of good ones that are designed good to bounce off the stumps. Yeah. And you yeah. seem to pick up a fair few fish on them, so I'll be darned. So, so personally, what do you like to fish for most? Uh, well, <laughs> yellow belly or bass are pretty much my favourite. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I only go craying once or twice a year, uh-huh. and because we only get like a three month season thing, they're there all year round. But we try and look after the the stocks for them, sort of, so they don't get depleted but yeah no yellow belly and bass um don't mind the odd red fin yeah and, you know i'll sort of make it if i'm going out cod fishing it's got to be it's if i'm going to target a cod i'll do it from the first thing in the morning mm-hmm. and then i'll do it all day and then if i don't get one of them i'll go and target a yellow belly so i come home with a fish <laughs> Right, because yeah. <laughs> they're pretty tough characters to catch. Sometimes when they're off the bite, they're off the bite, and right, a, a right. lot of times, you know, they'll be sitting in the hole, and you might run the lure right across their nose ten times, and it's just the eleventh time you might make him cranky enough that he'll wake up and just smack your lure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they're wow. very much like that. Wow, sounds like fun. So, so where you're fishing in? Uh, um, uh, in, in your part of the world, do you get many of the the uh, the predators that are looming around the waterways, the crocodiles and the snakes and all that stuff that you hear about uh, in Australia? Yeah, no, uh, I I don't know. <laughs> I think that'd take a lot lot of uh, getting used to to live up around Darwin and that where you've got the crocodiles. Yeah. yeah. Um, not used to uh, something bigger than me that wants to eat me. <laughs> Be a I don't un- mind snakes. I, I don't mind lizards, blue tones, mm-hmm. spiders, even when it comes to that. But I'll put up with all them rather than the crocodiles. I mean, I'll, I've been to the parks. So I've seen them. Uh-huh. And, yeah, I don't like the look of them. <laughs> yeah, you guys get monsters there. Absolutely, absolutely monsters. So, so I mean, back to the, these comps, um, if... Uh, do you have to have a boat to participate in the comps or can you fish off the shore or, or maybe hitch a ride with somebody? Yeah, yeah, you hitch a ride with anyone or you fish off the bank. Like hundreds of people will fish off the bank. They'll just be camping there at the tent with their kids like it's a normal fishing. Like, you know, they're just going away fishing, but, you know, they've thrown 20, 30, 40, 50 bucks, whatever uh-huh. the entry is in and they're away fishing for the weekend. They've got the entry number. So they catch a fish. They want to register it. They put it on the map with their their number, take a photo so that they can send it in and submit it and whatnot. But other than that, it's just a normal weekend's fishing, but there's a lot more people around in the one spot. And 
you might be lucky enough to catch the biggest one and you know win a couple of thousand bucks worth of goodies. There you go. But like I like I said, the the bigger prizes are usually just drawn out from right. if there's five hundred entries and there's a boat there for grab that boat will get drawn out rather than just go to the person with the biggest fish. You don't have to be a great fisherman. You just have to get a rod to throw your hat in there to win it and a couple of bucks. Oh, that's so cool. And, that, that is so cool. It, um, yeah, and that, to know that you might be going towards a charity, well, that's even better. So. Mm -hmm. Now, you had mentioned about these online competitions that are going on in Australia. How, how, does, how, how are those working, Richard? Well, I think they'll work out all right. There's not uh, really any going on at the moment. Mm -hmm. But we want to open that up a little bit and have a couple every month and then one major one a year and and uh, just see how it goes. Like those off weekends for the people that haven't got any comps around them for ages that might be still going fishing that think, well, right, you know, I'll give it a crack and, you know, it'll just be a, small entry fee for each one that go away fishing and the same thing they post it online and yeah see well, how so you go sounds like the app would be a great platform for something like that where people could go in and take photos with their brag mats of the of the fish and post them on a particular comp uh, and then you've got um, fish flicks which is sort of like facebook for fishermen in it where you can go in and and uh, make your posts yeah, and well about other sort of like in Instagram yeah. for fishermen, I guess. <laughs> we want. What, what's that? Sort of like Instagram for fishermen, I guess. But, uh, uh -huh. We don't want to make it too complex, just you know, yeah. easy peasy sort of thing. And, mm -hmm. Yeah, we've got a few things to adjust and modify. Mm -hmm. And that, yeah, we're learning along the way and getting it built along the way, I guess. Right, right. Oh, that's so cool, man. That's so cool. Well, Richard, I want to thank you for uh, being a guest here today. I know that you're a busy guy, and uh, uh, being uh, the, the weekend, I'm sure you've got a lot of uh, things on your plate. But, um, gosh, we just wish you the best with iFish Comps. Sounds like a great platform. No matter where you're at in the world, you can download it, can't you? Yeah, yeah, easy peasy and mm -hmm. free. And, and free is a good price, yeah. So uh, just simply go to your... Uh, Android phone and go to the apps there, the uh, Google Play Store or to the uh, Apple iTunes and look for iFish Comps and it will come up and you can download it, right? Yep, free of charge. Wow, and if we have people on the line that uh, may be interested in advertising on iFish Comps, I know that you have different advertising packages based on um, advertising for one certain comp or a certain area and that sort of thing, or if they have a comp themselves well, and they want to list, um, no matter in Australia or wherever in the world, they can do that, can't they? Well, that's it. I mean, even anyone with a tackle online tackle store in from America, you self advertise and you put in your website address, screenshot mm -hmm. the picture of your logo that that becomes your ad. People right. touch on there, they go straight to your website and buy your products. That's simple as and cheap and cheap absolutely absolutely well we'll encourage all of our listeners to do that it's uh, really kind of cool i've got it on my phone and i'll go in and 
I'll look at the, what's going on in, in uh, Fish Flicks, which is the Instagram where people are uh, posting catches and that sort of thing, and then looking at all the different comps that are going on in Australia. It's a, it's a great resource. Yep. No, it can only get better, we hope. Absolutely. Absolutely. Richard, thank you much. I wish you the best in 2020, and uh, we'll, we'll talk to you soon. You too, Ted. I hope to catch you real soon. Okay, very good.